So uh, I guess you guys were at cooler parties than me back in high school. <laughs> you didn't have uh, lighter politics? No, we didn't have lighter politics. We, um, I, I remember on my 18th birthday, uh, I went out and I bought myself a lighter, but I didn't. I didn't smoke because my grandpa smoked all the time, and I thought it was an old man thing. <laughs> I just wanted a lighter because lighters are cool looking. You just would light it and put it under your hand to feel alive. Yeah. Yeah. You know what the classic move is, is you go into a 7-Eleven, you buy a lighter, and then you set the 7-Eleven on fire. <laughs> <laughs> There's enough 7-Elevens that you can do that. There's so many. Like Even the people who work there are like, well, I'm just going across the street to the other one. I'll be good. They yeah. want you. They want you to do that. <laughs> yeah, and the employees of the Seven Eleven, like whoever's the manager uh, at the at that point, like they have to go down with the ship. So they yeah. they just kind of <laughs> let you do it. <laughs> when they see you, <laughs> they, see, like, they see you buying the lighter as you're paying for it. They're just shaking their head like, "God damn it!" They just put, start like, just pouring <laughs> lighter fluid on their head. <laughs> uh, I'll just take this lighter and this stack of old newspapers. <laughs> Fine, goddammit. Did I ever tell you guys about the uh the seven the eleven across the street from my high school? Mm-hmm. And uh like there was this they were selling like um those roses in a pipe. Do you remember when seven eleven would sell those? What? Roses in a pipe? Yeah, it was like a little glass thing. It was like a, you know, romantic gift for Valentine's Day. Here's like a tiny rose in like a, a <laughs> some kind of beaker situation. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, and uh it it became a, a thing on the news. They were like people are using these for smoke and crack. <laughs> uh, because it's a glass pipe that you could just heat up, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and uh <laughs> When you would go in there, you would, you know, he hated high school students. And like once in a while, people would be like, what's this for? And they'd pick up this little rose in the pipe and he would go, it's a crack pipe. (laughs) I remember he had to stop doing that because the police were like, you cannot be saying that that's a crack pipe. You can't be selling crack pipes at the 7-Eleven. You can't teach these children to use this for drugs. Yeah. So like he had to stop. He had to stop himself. And uh uh, he was, uh, you know, a little disappointed. We could all tell. Very hard for an old man to stop a joke he loves. <laughs> yes, especially about uh, you know injuring children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> when when I heard a like a a rose contained in a glass, I thought it yeah. was like a Beauty and the Beast situation mm, where like he was selling exactly. a cursed object that told mm-hmm. you like how many days left you had until your <laughs> curse was solidified. But if you found love before, yeah, that. I d- I did buy one and um. <laughs> You know, the, the petals began to fall off it, and each time I went oh. back in there, he was older. <laughs> <laughs> and then one day he didn't work there anymore. <laughs> well, one day he turned into a sentient cash register. Wait, that's not how the beast curse works. <laughs> he turned into a lighter. <laughs> and burned his own store down. That's the lighter that burnt down that 7-Eleven. <laughs> yep. How does the how does the beast and the beauty the beast and the beauty, the beauty and the beast spell like how does it determine what um like appliance you turn into? Um, it seems to be tied because like the kitchen workers are are like tied to, uh, like kitchen appliances and stuff like that. So it seems to be I think either whatever you were near, like there was like a, a, a I I keep saying AOE on this podcast, but whatever. Like, <laughs> That's like, an AOE witch, spell. The witch did an AOE, and whatever like object that you were closest to at the time 
your soul went into. It could be AoE, but it could also be uh, rep, like you built rep with an item, you know, like yeah. like like, uh, like guild rep. And I think because like because oh, sure. like the cleaners were like the candelabras and <laughs> you know the stuff like that. So I think it's probably also maybe AoE, Kevin, but also maybe just like you built rep with an item. If you're specced for those tools, you get transformed. Yes, to it. yes, yeah. Or I guess it's like if she turned the prince into a beast because he was a dickhead, and mm-hmm. she's like, now you look like a dickhead, uh, or or like a predatory member of like the ruling class or something like that. If she was like a more like socialist minded witch or something, mm. which they tend to be <laughs> if you've met a witch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could it could be that like, uh, but then like, all right. So my theory is like it turns you into something that reflects your inner soul, like entering the dark world and linked to the past. Oh. But that, like, makes these servant people, like, oh, yeah, in their soul, they were always a feather duster. Yeah, that is ma- that is supremely messed up by that wish. <laughs> <laughs> like, let that beast suffer his consequences, but don't turn motherfuckers into a plate just because they served him dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's kind of and yeah, it's kind of conservative of the witch to essentially say that like the the servants are you know tied to the fate of the owner. Yeah, it's like a it's life. like they sinned by working with him. Sin by association. <laughs> uh, that sounded a lot better in my mind. I know exactly <laughs> what you're going for, and it was it was blanked on. Sin association, 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 sin. sin. Yeah, it's it's hard. There it's hard. Go. It's hard to it's hard to flip over in that one. So if the witch curses us, are we all turned into like sentient microphones? Podcast oh, microphones, yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't know. Uh, fuck. Are we? I, Dom, you might turn into like a, a, this is me not knowing what inter- equipment you use. Are you turning into like a cool like synth board? What do you? What do you turn into? Um, I'm going to be turning into a, a legless lizard. Have you ever seen one of these? <laughs> What's a legless? Lizard? Go ahead and Google a legless lizard. You will look at this. It's a snake. <laughs> and it's just a lizard's Wait, head a on snake. a snake's body. It's just a snake. It looks like a snake to me. <laughs> well, it yeah, it's a snake, but like it's it's just a lizard's head on a snake's body, so it just looks like a worm. It's like a snake with really high cheekbones. <laughs> it's like a handsome snake. Dom, are you saying you would turn into this because you that is your inner inner spirit, or because you're just hanging out with lizards all the time, so you could turn into a lizard? It's it, a little bit of both, but uh, I believe because uh, it, deep in my heart, I am a worm with a wh- with a Y, you know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, a, dragon, a dragon worm, like like a dragonling, uh, <laughs> and uh, that's the closest thing we got to a dragonling these days is uh, a legless lizard. <laughs> I like I like how you're like I am cursed by a witch though, so I must be turned into something realistic. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, hey, I'm gonna be trying to turn into something cool, not like. Uh, a, a mantle clock. That that's got to be the worst one. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. want to be an antique. I want to be. I, a, well, I mean, uh-uh. yeah. I, I guess you're just being fragile would suck. I was thinking about the. This is probably a hacky joke that's been done in a bunch of parodies. But like, someone was working on the toilets the day the the spell AOE was cast. <laughs> yeah, they kept them out of the Disney movie, thankfully. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, the just turned into a plunger, and they're like, "Well, we don't let you kind of hang out around our first human we've had in two decades. You're a shit. You're a shit scoop." You guys don't remember the scene with piss mouth the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> I think in my head. All right, I have an explanation for this. The toilet just leaves. The toilet's just like, I'm a fucking toilet now. I'm out. I'm gone. I I'm, I'm leaving the I castle. I'm not eating the beast's <laughs> shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> there are 10 other toilets in the house. Use any other toilet but mine. I want to use you. There's there's a direct to like VHS sequel of Beauty and the Beast that's just Toilet's Journey. 
John's journey. <laughs> John. <laughs> well, it begins. It begins with a, a little prequel to uh, Beauty and the Beast, where all the all the appliances and uh, 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 items of the mansion. Uh, they would all come together and sing songs, but the Beast was like, you know, uh, it's a little fucked up that there's like a toilet and a plunger hanging out singing songs too. That part makes me grossed out. Please, please put those ones deep in the basement and lock them away. And so that's where the movie begins. They're just they're just down there like Morlocks, unable to ever come up. <laughs> oh shit! Just like want want to leave? <laughs> I think go. I think we should get out of here. I think we, I really think we could find work pretty much anywhere. Yeah. I'm not feeling respected at this point. Uh, <laughs> I'm not waiting for this MF to like turn a good heart and fall in love. That's <laughs> never going to happen. If you've seen what I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why is our redemption based on like the whims of this rich guy we work for? <laughs> That seems fucked up. Damn, that's a, that's a, that is a commentary for our lives, isn't it? I think at least a one appliance member, what appliance, uh, yeah, I think one sentient, you know, furniture would have been like, I think the key to us being free is to kill him, to kill the master. <laughs> Put his head in my toilet mouth and slam it over and over again. Flush the rich. If I die, I die. Just kill him. <laughs> Hello. Well, hi. Well, welcome to welcome to Goosebuds. Uh, you've already heard his voice. We have a very special uh, guest, one of the original founders of Goosebuds, and uh, permanent camp counselor Dom. Welcome for rejoin. Welcome to rejoin us. Hey guys, how's it going? Hey Dom. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a pre- That was a pregnant. Hey Dom. <laughs> hey Dom. Ellipsis. Uh, do you have? plans to kill me later kevin is that what's going on here did you get some did were you hanging out a little serial killer blood my friend (laughs) kevin were you in any car car accidents recently with a uh, with a bus full of prisoners no nothing like that happened i was just i was uh i I was driving home by the by the prison bus expo and uh there was some sort of accident and i saw all this red kool-aid on the side of the road and i was like oh sweet finally something good happening Finally, something good happened. <laughs> I stooped over for a sip of that red Kool-Aid. Yeah, you just started lapping it up off the asphalt. I guess that's what, the only way this possibly works. Slithering up like a legless, like a legless lizard, slithering, sl- slapping it up. <laughs> Kevin, you can be honest with us. You were at the prison bus expo. <laughs> you go every year. You're like, so this is what it's like to be a prisoner. I, oh, all the new, all the new uh, ideas they had to prison buses, like uh, double double benches. You know what? Uh, what an idea! We'll stack the prisoners on top of each other on the bus. <laughs> wow, wow! This one's got a USB port, so you can charge your phone. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, you, it, it, they got a diver. Yeah, I don't feel like going on this bit. <laughs> I, I couldn't commit to the idea of the bus driver in a shark's cage. <laughs> But I guess it was kind of funny. But. <laughs> the prison industrial complex is both a real and sad and funny thing to talk about. I'm happy to have Dom back on the show. I'm just I just have serial killer disease, right? Now. <laughs> That's okay. We're all a little we're all a little uh, psychotically uh, diseased today because we watched an episode of Baywatch Nights. Dom, you've you introduced us to Baywatch Nights. So would you like to introduce what it is and uh, why it exists? 
Yeah, I have to I have to stop myself from doing the insane scream that begins the theme song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like not scary. It's just like kind of abrasive. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It sounds like a, a banshee stepped on a Lego or something. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so like <laughs> jarring, but in like a really like stock sound effect sort of way. <laughs> but then it goes into the smoothest saxophone and guitar combo that I've heard on oh, television. Yeah, ever. it's based out. You you could have you could put this music on and have sex. It's <laughs> without so good. a doubt. Yeah, Dom, so obviously you know more because we, we jumped into season two, but I read that season one is a different opening theme called After the Sun Goes Down, performed by Lou Rawls. And yeah, who was on the show at some point, what? but they got I think they got rid of him for Baywatch Nights season two. Wow. The original theme song is worth listening to on its own. The mm. concept of the show is uh, quite high. Uh, I forget, you know, Chad, there was a stand-up at some point who did a bit about Baywatch Nights, and it was, like, before YouTube, uh, and before, like, these episodes were readily available online, Mm -hmm. so it was, like, kind of all this, always this mythical thing to me, but essentially... Baywatch Nights is exactly what it sounds like. When the sun goes down, David Hasselhoff and a couple of other hot ladies uh, work at a detective agency. Interchangeable hot ladies. They have, I mean, and nobody goes to the beach at night, so they're completely bored. They have nothing better to do but solve supernatural crimes. Well, so in season one, they're just solving crimes. Right. You know, the man never sleeps. David Hasselhoff, he's on the beach, then he's like, busting criminals at night yeah and then in season two i guess maybe for ratings or just because uh you know the fun of the show i mean hasselhoff is an executive producer and it's pretty clear they have fun on this show but yeah in the second season it's all paranormal so they just made like a fake x files to clarify <laughs> season one had no paranormal it was just hasselhoff's mitch is a lifeguard by day a pi by night and then season two is suddenly ghosts everywhere yes uh, ghosts, Vikings, uh, cannibalistic, <laughs> mythical creatures, demon books, demon books, uh, uh, haunted wind. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, the next episode. I know you used to give us a bunch and they were really hard to choose between. I'm glad you picked this one. But yeah, the next episode I played was like frozen in time. And it was definitely uh, Vikings on the docks and some fishermen going, hey, stop. Stop eating our fish! Get out of here! Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like, a, like a like a cat, like a bad cat. They had to get out of the get out of there. Well, that episode rocks because it starts with like three minutes of B-roll of like Antarctica <laughs> and just like radio voices being like, "We found something. I think it's a couple of bodies. You know, they're frozen in ice over here. Let's get them down to the laboratory." And then, uh, of course, uh, one of them thaws out, and uh, Vikings are on the loose. And David Hasselhoff is running around with a gun that shoots a net. And he's oh, trying what? to capture him. <laughs> yeah. What? Well, if you get a live Viking, the value of that is way higher than a Absolutely, dead Absolutely, yeah. Now, I have to spoil this episode. Okay. The other Viking thaws out, and the Vikings were fighting. They kill each other, and then David Hasselhoff gives them a Viking funeral on the docks of... LA or San Diego, wherever this takes place. But yeah, he says something like, We took them, you know, we resurrected them, took them from their time, you know, whatever. And then he goes, They deserve a proper Viking burial. And then his friend lights the arrow and he like aims it for a second. And then he goes, 
Valhalla! (laughs) (laughs) It just shoots it, and then just corpses are burning as, like, David Hasselhoff watches. Dom and I actually watched another episode of this show the other night just to kind of, like, get a feel for it. And you sent me a clip of the main character from that episode who is basically uh, Mitch's partner in the show, Ryan, right? Yeah. Uh, And Ryan is hilarious. Uh, She gets the best lines and delivers them with utmost sincerity where she talks about number two coming out way faster than they expected. Is that also- yeah. yeah, so there's like two tables, one Viking is thought out, and uh, she's on the phone with Mitch, and she goes, hey, we got a big problem here. Number two's coming out a lot faster than we thought, and we can't do anything about it. It's like, how many times have we been there, folks? Relatable. Well, relatable. That's real, that is relatable. In- <laughs> the way she delivers lines in this show... It's just so admirable how committed she is to like having fun with it, but also giving it the thespian uh, touch that it deserves. Well, yeah, this is noticeably Ryan, who we're talking about is, uh, I'd say, arguably, if not Hasselhoff, the most famous person on the show, Angie Harmon, you know, infamously or famously uh, either Rizzoli or Isles from Rizzoli and Isles. I don't know which one. <laughs> I don't even know what that show is, but uh, I trust Two you. women cops and there's sapphic undertones. Okay, cool. Ooh. Sick. But yeah, that's Baywatch Nights as we talk about other episodes <laughs> revolving it. I mean, it's a really fun show. They're having fun. It's stupid. <laughs> and uh, the Dutch angle. Oh my. You're not going to get more Dutch angles in any other show. There is no shot where the <laughs> the angle is not Dutched. The angle starts Dutched and gets Dutcher. Oh, it, it's not just it's not just only Dutch. There's a couple shots like when Hasselhoff is trying to open the door, it shifted 45 to 135 degrees back and forth. Like it just kept <laughs> Turning. That is thematic. It's supposed to be the bay waves rolling. (laughs) Oh, that makes sense. That's a thematic move. Yeah, you you really can tell that they were shooting these episodes in maybe two days or one day. Uh, because there's no real setup. They're just like always hand cam and twi- and du- just Dutch and left and right. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, first take energy. Mm-hmm. First take, best take. There's a shot at one of these at some point with the, the doctor who we have to talk about. The doctor on the phone. It's just shot upside down in a mirror for no reason. Yeah, no reason. I noticed that too the second time <laughs> I watched it. I was like, why is he like in a lens upside down? What is this? <laughs> what is this saying? You said you like saw somebody doing stand up about Baywatch Nights. I looked on YouTube, and apart from all the episodes, and it's never illegal to type anything to a search bar. Yep. Uh, but like, <laughs> apart from all the episodes, I've found nothing on Baywatch Nights. No one is talking about Baywatch Nights. Well, hey, it's good to be the first people that are talking about this because I mean, we're PIs ourselves. Mm. Yeah, RLPIs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm honorary for life because yeah, uh, I did my time. I mm-hmm. got turned into a ghostly pen at some point, <laughs> uh, but I'm better. I, I got turned into one of those Sylvester Stallone chaos pens. <laughs> Wait, what are, I don't know this oh my God, Chad, you've never seen that. Google it right now. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone chaos pen? Yes. Wow, it came up so fast when I typed. Oh my God. <laughs> He uh he sold he sold the hell out of these. Things. What the fuck? Okay, so okay, so chaos pen is the brand type, but it's a chaos pen. I mean, it's, there's just chaos on that thing. It's just skulls and metal snakes. Yeah, there are fancy souls pen. in there and swords. Okay, I yeah. think the snake is wrapping itself around a skull sword. That's me. Six thousand dollars. There's some texture to this thing. Well, you know, when you're signing checks, uh, you're gonna need a six thousand dollar pen. <laughs> there- 
There's an 18K gold version of Mon- Montegraba KS Roller Pen 18K gold limited edition $69,000. As as a fellow Italian, can you also agree that this is the most Italian object to ever exist? It, yeah, it is so Italian there's money laundering probably going on. <laughs> well, it's a tax write-off. I mean, everybody needs a pen for their business. Uh, oh, you'll write it off. <laughs> With the pen. Okay. <laughs> nice. Wait, why, were, why were we talking about this? Uh, we were talking about this just because uh, it's what I turned into. And, uh, yes, you know, that, Baywatch that, Nights, it's good, to be, it's good to be breaking this story. Yes. Yeah. This has such tremendous goosebumps energy mm-hmm. as well. Like, mm-hmm. I felt the same pains watching this that I do <laughs> when I'm reading a Goosebumps book. Like, the same kind of, like, gent- like I like this. It's silly and fun, but I felt the same kind of, ah, come on. Well, it's like, okay, for instance, this episode opens up with uh, with our medical examiner at the scene of a serial killer's uh, murder den. And yep. he's talking about how it looks exactly like, what's his name, Stephen Kemper or Stephen Kemper? Oh, so, yeah, I this down. So they're saying Stephen Kempler, but like, who's not a real person, but Ed Kempler is a fa- Ed Kempler is a famous okay, okay. serial killer. So they must have intention. They keep saying Kempler throughout this. So they probably wanted to evoke that yes. real life famous serial killer, but probably couldn't say the real serial killer for a multitude of right. legal reasons. Yeah, I think they wanted to name another. I think to Chad's point, I think they were trying to name another name that we'll get to in a moment. I uh, see. But yeah. Okay, so he's looking through and he's seeing the candles, the beaded curtains, incense, all signs of of the same serial killer who we will later learn killed his wife. So the poster poster of Bahamut. Yeah, Bahamut's in, in there. Uh huh. <laughs> Dude, I love that it ends in the least scary way possible, but they put a scary sting on it so that it feels like it might have been scary. <laughs> Yeah. It's doing heavy work for the end of this scene. But okay, just to bring back to your point, Kevin, about RL style uh, weirdness and uh, nonsense or uh, non sequiturness. Then we go to our main characters, Mitch and Ryan, hanging out at the, uh, I guess, private investigator's office that they opened up after hours of Baywatch. Well, also, it, it, also it's above a nightclub called Nights. Oh, I don't know okay. if you caught that. Oh, At the end of the episode, okay. you can see a, yes. you can see a neon sign that says Nights with okay. a bunch of people going in. Now the show makes sense. Yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> and now I know why he says Nights will never be the same. It's because they moved in on top of it and they're changing the vibe of Nights, the nightclub. Uh, well, I, th- I think they said that because they changed it to a paranormal show and changed the theme with like <laughs> yeah. having screams and skulls in it and uh, oh my god! Yeah, we could the talk about the theme. Sequence. We could we we got to talk about the title sequence in just a moment. Yeah, but yeah, it comes yeah. right after yeah. right at, right after this moment where you know we we cut to the the private investigator office and they're you know they're they're doing a back and forth about a dead fish. It's actually pretty funny and the performance is pretty cute. It is, but but it's such a non sequitur, right? Like ultimately, does it match anything thematically to this episode? At any point at the end, does Angie Harmon's character like keep a fish around or like? Is there a moment while she's being attacked by the serial killer where she's like, I got to save the fish. No, I was wondering about this, too, because the di- the the back and forth goes the fish died of loneliness because we keep putting just one fish in the tank at a time. Right. Like we should get a I think Hasselhoff's point or Mitch's point is like we should probably get a bunch of fish and put them in the big fish tank right? rather than just getting one at a time. Well, it's pretty funny because they're looking for a lost fish that is dead. Mm-hmm. Like they're like the fish died <laughs> and now it's missing. 
<laughs> it's just literally just banter for them to just have a back and forth. It doesn't and, make and any then, sense. I think most noticeably, it, it, there's a knock at the door, and Mitch jokingly, but also like a dumb dumb, goes, "Well, there must that must be the fish at the door right now." Mitch fish can't knock on doors <laughs> mitch you silly himbo he <laughs> in the other episode that we watched too he has a lot of himbo even more because in that episode ryan is the star now in this episode mitch is the star it seems like it, it's mm. I, and dom correct me if i'm wrong but it seems as if the two of them kind of switch back and forth on episode episode to episode basis yeah i would say donna is in oh donna okay some, it, it, she's not in any episodes sometimes uh, mostly it's just Angie and Mitch or okay. what is her name? Ryan. Ryan. I, don't Ryan. Know. Yeah, I believe Ryan. it's Ryan. It, it, yeah. it looks like there's an episode of normal Baywatch. She's in that. I'm assuming is some sort of cross promotional. Like now Ryan's visiting the beach of the day. <laughs> yeah. She's in a Dungeons and Dragons episode where they're like inside oh a, God. inside some kind of game realm. It's pretty in interesting. Baywatch? In Baywatch nights. <laughs> Okay, that's All great. Right. Okay. Well, I have to watch that. We're watching more of these. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying it right now. There is no way we are not revisiting this, this show. Yeah, so Dr. Block is trying to contact Donna Marco, uh, who is associated with the Knights is the is the is the nightclub. The PI is the PI. I don't know if there's a name for it, but that's where they work. But they're all Baywatchers who uh, in this universe, it seems as if Baywatchers are uh, very well respected by the police. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Maybe even feared. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Well, he calls out. A, well, Mitch calls out an APB. He calls the 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 sergeant and tells him to put an APB out. And the yeah. sergeant is like, "Yes, sir. I will do that right away." I mean, <laughs> wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, Mitch called. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the the police the police jurisdiction. Yeah, they really seem to let PIs handle this case for all intents and purposes including when a cop gets involved wasn't it on the episode that we watched paul that like cops like trailed down mitch and were like hey man what's going on with this case and he was like i don't know (laughs) yeah they like find him they pull up to him at a stoplight and they're like mitch you gotta help us we can't figure out what's going on with they're like completely clueless without mitch's help People are dying, Mitch. Well, he is a lifeguard. <laughs> oh, the part where he taps into his lifeguard sense. Okay, we, sorry. We're gonna, okay, that that's what. Okay, that's the climax. We're, of the sk- we're we skipping way there. too okay, far. Yeah, ahead. sorry. I just need to talk. Okay, okay. I got Yeah, I don't. I don't know when the it, when the introduction happens. Well, well, shower time now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, Block uh, asks Mitch to call Donna. Uh, Donna's on the phone, uh, and she's like, yeah, I'm normal. And she's trying on lots of sexy outfits or something Yeah, like she's that. just in her apartment, like, looking at herself very yeah. evilly. Mm-hmm. And there's, yeah. like, some sexy music going on. Then Mitch and Ryan are like, we'll go with you to Donna's house, Dr. Block. And he's like, okay, let's go. And then they go. And then and then Donna takes a sexy shower to the hottest Jason music you ever heard. <laughs> I saw this scene and I was like, step aside, Psycho. We got a new dramatic shower scene. I legit thought this is an interesting idea where the killer and the victim are the same person and in the shower because she's a victim of the serial killer blood, which we'll yeah, find out Yeah, I do later. really like that shot where some soap is coming down her forehead and it's like splitting her, you know? It's kind of splitting her face, you oh, know? Shit. Artistic. Oh, not, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, I was about to say not to overanalyze the scene too much, but Dom, I think you just you set the precedent. There's something <laughs> here where I, the way I was interpreting this was Donna in this moment is kind of like feeling herself up. Yeah. To the point of like, oh, is the serial killer like 
did he like freaky Friday into Donna where he's like, oh, I, I got boobs for the first time. Does it seem to be the case in retrospect? It's like Silence of the Lambs. It's like, would you would you fuck me because I'd fuck me type of situation, I think. We can't know what's happening with Donna because this is a very like shoulders up uh, shower scene. Like, mm-hmm. we barely see shoulder. You see some scene. side breast at the end of this shot. Don't forget, this is Baywatch, okay? <laughs> this Still is Baywatch. Baywatch. Yeah. <laughs> but so that she's doing the she's doing her own little dramatic shower sequence, and yep. uh, and then we get a beautiful Dutch angle of Mitch trying to get in, which which Dutch mm-hmm. is over to Ryan going to the window, and then the the doctor looks in and he sees the dreaded candles and Baphomet head that he is he is seeing everywhere now. And he goes, candles. <laughs> he says, these candles sa- really these satanic symbols are so tame. Like, <laughs> we have more incriminating stuff in our house than what I mean, this serial killer has. The, 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 the skull she has on her mantle, if you can even call it a skull, looks like it came from Pier 1 Imports. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, she's doing best she just got serial killered so she's like going into her gotta get my gotta get my spot together you know (laughs) she's doing what she can she had to go to spirit halloween and (laughs) grab grab whatever she could can i just call out the line because i written this down right before they headed over to don is not to backtrack but just that when 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 dr block comes over to bitch he's like i'm trying to reach your friend don he's like come on in he goes yeah, it, it, you know, listen, tell me what's going on. We're all friends here. And I just love that as a, a man I've just met. Just going, uh-huh. like, I, consider, I consider you a buddy I could share anything with you. I'd feel the same about David Hasselhoff if I had walked into I mean, office. yeah, as soon as I see David Hasselhoff, I felt like he was my friend, even as a child. <laughs> <laughs> he was my he was my adult man friend on the television. When I think of, uh, you know, find a trusted adult you can talk to, I think of David Hasselhoff. Yes. I mean, you see a lot of close-ups of his face in the show, and how could you not feel that way? Mm -hmm. He's charming. So we see the candles, and uh, we get the, ah, and of the... (laughs) Of the, the theme main song theme yeah mm-hmm. i love this theme song yeah they find her in the they they're walking around searching the house we see a knife pulled up well the doctor finds her ritual knives first and then we see a <laughs> a knife being pulled from a knife block the uh, uh ryan and and mitch are searching around they can't find her uh her clothes are laid out the phone is on the on the bed from earlier and then the doctor is attacked by Donna and he, she's swinging at him. She's CQC and at him and, yep. uh, <laughs> and she gets him on the hand and he says, she cut me. That was good. That was good. It's the, it's the small, like she's really bad with a knife in this to a frustrating degree, but I well, guess that's, she, she leaves her cool eBay knives in the other room <laughs> yeah. and she has to use a kitchen knife for the I rest mean, of the episode. And it may have been a real knife because <laughs> she's holding it the blunt side always. I noticed that too, Dom, that there's oh, cuz like when she in the next sequence that we get to, uh she definitely is carefully placing the knife against the man's throat. Yes. This is not a show that had a safety coordinator no, of any sort. Of no. no. Uh, okay, so the theme song, we need to talk about the theme. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's incredible. Starts with the Banshee stepping on a Lego. <laughs> yep. There's like some anime PlayStation 1 energy where like half the screen is uh, Mitch walking through a smoky like graveyard. Mm-hmm. It's you. Mitch heading to Silent Hill. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. It, well, it's his, it's his silhouette. We don't see Mitch until the very end of the shot and he looks right. great. Right. But uh, <laughs> a lot, uh, on the split side of uh, the other side of Mitch, 
It's just rotating various <laughs> scary objects. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, like that. rotating skull, rotating wolf head. Rotating yeah. uh, the sleep paralysis demon is there, a statue of him. <laughs> There's a monster glove. My favorite of them, I don't know if you guys caught it. Dom, you've probably seen this episode, but it was clearly a clip from one where it's just for two seconds. It's Mitch in a car and a dog pops up in the window and scares him. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't seen that episode, but I did see that that they used that clip and I was like, damn, they really just we're looking for any jump scare from this show. And they used this one of like it was maybe the same dog from Wishbone. We're not sure. <laughs> happy dog popping up and mitch just screaming yeah. <laughs> there are there are so many great shots it ends the end towards the end of the intro sequence when they're reaching its climax there's a great sequence of him and what i think is a uh a sewer pipe running away from an explosion that's good it's incredible it's incredible i want it's not to see the that. only explosion in this show no no at this point this show i realized is probably the main reference point of all things for garth Meringi's dark place okay yeah that makes perfect like, sense yes there's just so many shot for shot things of like all it took is mitch all you needed was mitch's voice to be 80 yard over by his own actor and then it would be dark place uh that does happen a lot actually and that, that, that there is a lot of adr in this show too but there is a there is a something else i watched recently and i was like damn this is dark place this is dark place written all over it maybe hammer house of horror i was watching that i don't know mm, but um, i don't know that one okay. and, uh, it's just uh the the hammer uh who did the frankenstein and dracula movies with christopher lee and peter right. Cushing. they had they had a TV oh, cool. series that I think went paranormal at some point, or not paranormal, but rather uh, ESP. Focused. Okay. Okay. Anyway, cool. Um, there's some show that does that, but yeah, at the end of the theme of Baywatch Nights, you know, David Hasselhoff, his he's now come into the light. You can see his face, yeah. and just a voice goes, "Nights will never be the same," <laughs> and uh, it's great. He's right. And we know, yeah, we instantly, as soon as he says it, we know he's not lying to us. We know no. yeah. things have changed. Nights have changed. He's a trusted adult. This this show is kind of the reason why the Sega CD game Nights into Dreams failed, is everyone was expecting a different type of night. <laughs> yeah, they were they yeah. were going for a tie-in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just want to say there is a credit that follows the sequence. The very, One of the very first credits is for a, a man named, or a woman, I don't know, Dorian Gregory. Whoa! Yeah! Which is an incredible name. I mean, if you're, uh, that's like a drag name, Dorian yes, Gregory. Dorian yeah, Gregory. <laughs> yeah I, there's some really great names. There's also uh, Michael Ariola who's on this show. I also saw Michael Ariola. <laughs> Miles. It's, it's, it's Miles Ariola. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. And, All right. and, and my friend, you're an actor. You can go by any name. <laughs> Don't go by nipple, okay? Don't be Miles Nipple. It's, it's incredible. Uh, okay, so. Donna um, grabs the knife, runs into her driveway, uh, peels, like, out. peels out in her car, and is like driving with like one hand on the knife and also on the wheel, mm-hmm. like just like knife driving, like a professional killer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she gets away, and then we have a brief section where the blood science is explained by the doctor, which I thought yeah. was incredible. Who would like to explain the blood science? I have a lot of notes about okay. this, so I, I might be able to run through Let's it. Let's hear it. Um, Mitch asks the pertinent question, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and Dr. Block is like, an 18-wheeler plowed into a prison bus. The bus was carrying Kepler. The, the few people must have touched his serial killer blood. 
Yeah, I think I think he says that Donna was helping out at the scene of the accident. Yeah, yeah. She, she was. In also, the- Donna never mentioned this to you, Mitch. That a couple days ago she was in a, horaf- a horrific. I think it was car accident. Chad, I think it was four months ago. I think at some point they mentioned that this happened four months ago because I think it, they mentioned it uh. Uh, at the beginning of the of the episode that it was four months ago. This happened, so Donna never mentioned it. She was in the accident. She is a, a per- she suffered from the accident, but also got out and because of her Baywatch training instantly started helping the survivors of the accident yeah. she drank as much blood as she could to give her the quick energy she needed yeah it wasn't even a blood transfusion it was just the blood's all mixed in the accident she sucked up blood into her mouth and kept it in her cheeks <laughs> and spit it back into the mouths of people who ne- desperately needed blood like a lifeguard is trained to do yeah. <laughs> now gamers listening to this you might your ears might be perking up and going blood points this sounds kind of like the plot of arkham knight you know, you might be thinking blood points from Dead by Daylight, but in Arkham Knight, this is kind of a major plot that Joker gives everyone Joker blood, and they all start turning into the Joker. They 100% had to have watched this episode to get that. <laughs> it's just such a crazy idea that I was like, but even the Joker's plan made more sense, And but this is similar, just the blood turns you into a serial killer. It's fantastic. I, I was uh, I was impressed when uh, uh, Hasselhoff looked right at the camera and said, we are born of the blood, made men by the blood, undone by the blood. I was like, wow, Bloodborne really just ripped it all off, huh? <laughs> but yeah, so that's the blood science. Uh, they really did infect, uh, infect people. Now there's, I guess, several serial killers out there. <laughs> um, and Donna is one of them. Mm-hmm. This doctor's trying to track it down, break up the cycle. I actually have a question really quick, because um, I'm not a medical expert. Can yeah. you catch serial killer from someone's blood? Yes. I mean, as well. the show proves. Okay. Yeah. If they yeah, put okay. it on TV, it's got to be real. Yeah. yeah it seems <laughs> like it makes emotional sense that that would happen. Kevin, they had a doctor in the show. So clearly... That doctor would not. You can't, a doctor can't lie. No writer would not would ever write anything without consulting a truth teller to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good point, Paul, because this the science really is in line with a lot of uh, science that uh, people uh, get into these days. You know what I'm saying? The anti science, for sure. For sure. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. the true science. I mean, prove them wrong. Let me see the study. Can Can I just give a pat on the back to to Mitch and Ryan here in this episode, who? Her finding out about this crazy blood, crazy but scientific blood, blood science, um, and they immediately roll with it. There is yeah. no like disbelief. There is no testing the theory. There is no even giving Donna the de- you know the benefit of the doubt that this guy is a bit of a quack. They are like shit. She's she's a serial killer. Now. Everyone in this episode goes down a logical path, a logic ladder, <laughs> and they follow it on a single route and accept where they get on pure intuition alone. And it always is correct. Well, I mean, <laughs> Donna would not attack a strange doctor in her house with a knife for no reason. Never, never. No way. No, <laughs> you know, she did. She was just taking a shower. Yeah. And now she's attacking a stranger in her home. I mean, she would have to have a reason to do that. Mm-hmm. And we learned that the doctor uh, has reason to pursue this whole cap. Kempler thing because his wife was murdered. His wife was a victim of, of Kempler's. Uh, he explains spree. Kempler's uh, habit, which was like picking up women and then taking them on a date and then killing them, which means that, like, <laughs> bro, I'm sorry, but Kempler stole your girl. <laughs> 
I mean, literally did kill her and her life. I mean, not to, you know. The Chad, the Chad Kempler and the virgin Dr. Block. <laughs> it doesn't, it, it, it's not, it, it's like, it, it's spoken about in, in, in casual ways that way. It's like, well, I guess... <laughs> Guess Kepler was uh, kind of a little bit more interesting than you, man. <laughs> and you know, you know, uh, maybe if uh, the doctor was a more uh, passionate lover, his wife would still be alive. So, <laughs> Dom, Dom, the part you talked about of where, where he talks about Kepler's methods is so long and rambling. He doesn't just say like you summarized it very well. I wish that's how the doctor said it. Instead, just proceeds to list all of the nice things you could do for a person you just met. He's like, he's like, he offered rides. He'd buy them drinks. He complimented them, them out in the for park. a nice day. Compliment them in the park. Shine their shoes. It just like it just kept going. <laughs> of all of these like nice things Kepler would do. Uh, there's a very good reason for this, and I don't know if you guys noticed this, but the credits are still going along the bottom of, oh the, my of God. the episode. For- 15, 15 minutes, minutes 15 minutes into the yeah. episode we are still getting co-producer <laughs> credits and director credits yeah that goes on almost every episode it goes on even longer in some episodes it's incredible it's so funny because like there's a big like gap in between each of them so like every time one like flashes back in, i'm like still the producers demanded there be boring scenes for their names to appear later in the episode <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, there is a great moment where, after hearing the breakdown of uh, the killer's habits, uh, Ryan goes, uh, "Well, I got bad news for you guys. Donna's hot as hell, and she can have any man she wants." And then it cuts to it cuts to Donna in her convertible, like sexily looking at like a hunk who just walked out of hair and makeup who yeah. is hitchhiking. <laughs> He looks like a he looks like a wrestler, like a '90s wrestler. Yeah, he looks so good. It's he's the hottest hitchhiker that's ever tried it. He looks incredible. She says nothing to him. Cut to him getting in the car with her, which I get it. It's Donna Didierico. Hot uh, people are attracted to each other that way, Chad. I'm sorry, but that's just <laughs> it, that's science. They talk through their looks. They don't need to talk through their through their words. And and none of us are qualified to handle the 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 gender commentary on this idea, but just the sheer concept that well kempler was a man and he hunted women so when it goes into a woman <laughs> yeah right woman kills man that, yeah. it's just like yeah. it's just like i actually like i was watching with heidi we we're both like no this is obviously trash tv but kind of an interesting idea a serial killer is in a woman's body and a bunch of other women will trust this woman right like she right. can she actually has like a huge advantage now, mm. but instead it's just like, oh no, I'm just gonna try to pick up dudes uh, coming out of LA Fitness. But we learned that it's like the Kempler like blood is like fighting the original personality. So like the right. Kempler is like blood is like trying to work with aspects of Donna's personality. Right. So it kind of makes sense that she'd still pick up men. Well, and Donna is strong. Donna is fighting yeah. constantly, <laughs> which we do see because she picks up this man and she puts the blade to his throat, uh, blunt side first. Uh, yep. And then it, she puts it to his, th- to his throat, is planning to kill him, and then calls Mitch. Yeah, because that's what I'd do if I was. <laughs> she, I, yeah, she, it, it, she is switching allegiances, like uh, morality alignments, every sentence. Right. Well, yeah. you see there's a, there's a struggle within her. After she flees yes. the scene, she's having a hard time trying to understand what she just did. But then, mm-hmm, of course, mm-hmm. the killer takes over. She picks up this guy, feels obliged to call Mitch. And she starts kind of going on about what she's dealing with. Uh Sex and death. Yeah, she says, I have this crazy need. It's all sex and death. (laughs) That one's great. That line's great. I also love, bitch, I have somebody with me. 
I think I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> and then, yeah, then she gets into the sex and death thing, and then she she says, I have to kill him. Goodbye, Mitch. I, I love how <laughs> Hunk is just like, geez, lady, this, you're going a little far, ain't you? Like, His nonplussed reactions are great, because so she she uh, tries to get to kill him. She, yeah. she grabs him by the hair after she hangs up, pulls him out of the car, even though he's clearly probably very strong and probably able to, uh, to defend himself. But he goes but along. But she, she has a knife and serial killer blood. That's so. true. That's true. And she does know yeah. how to hog tie. And she hog ties him. <laughs> well, no, she doesn't. Not simply hog tie. I saw some intricate knots that I've only seen in Japanese bondage. <laughs> she 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 BTKs him. <laughs> in Elysian Park, it is, would seem. I believe yeah. the show is shot in San Diego, but they go to the Culver Theater and they mention Santa Monica in this episode. So maybe right. it, it felt like Elysian Park. Um <laughs> And uh, yeah, she uh, she ties him up and is getting ready to kill him. But uh, of course, Mitch, when when before the phone call hangs up, he oh goes, my god! Oh, I heard, I heard a, I heard an airplane mm-hmm. on the call. <laughs> um, there was a Baywatch training ground that we use that planes would fly over. Let's go there. It's it's wonderful. It, it, it's again, he connects a couple logical dots. As quickly as possible. It's like speed Sherlock Holmes, right? And like mm-hmm. he just speeds to the logical conclusion as quickly as possible and follows his intuition, and he's never wrong. There's not even a second dot to connect. No. It's just, I heard a plane, I know where she is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they speed over there in his GMC Yukon. And <laughs> which he's always driving in the show. Did you guys notice that he got like the tires to end with like the logo facing up when he stopped? Perfectly? Oh, I didn't. That's beautiful, though. I I bet Hasselhoff made them do in multiple shots every time to be like, I, it's got to end on the logo. He's an executive producer, so it was probably a sponsor that he got that free car for sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's a hot car, uh, and he he shows up just in time because now we did get a line that uh, Donna is enjoying this she's going to slowly <laughs> she's not going to kill him quickly she's going to enjoy this process so she is taking her time it makes sense that they would be able to get to her before the murder uh and just as they arrive as right as she's beginning to stab she stabs the ground again no safety protocols on this shoot she stabs a real knife next to this man's head it goes into the ground and he dodges yep. out of the way then they arrive and she runs off uh they or, i think she she fights against it right they do some kissing and then she she runs away to barf Yes, that's right. Because she feels the evil inside her body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to spit out some chicken soup. So she spits out chicken soup. She runs off and uh, Do- and Mitch and-, and Ryan show up and Mitch uh, pulls the man out where he goes, lady is freaked out of her gourd, man. Every one of his lines are, are 80 yard. It's yep. be- it's so beautiful. And they- the man is so nonplussed by what's happening to him. He-, he honestly, he's so nonplussed that when she starts to run away to throw up her chicken soup, mm-hmm. like... He's actually yelling after her, like, ma'am, are you okay? I can help. It, it genuinely felt like <laughs> yeah. he was trying to be like, I think you're doing this murder wrong. I should give you some advice. I swear to God, it's somebody else's voice. It's not that guy's <laughs> voice. No, <totally. laughs> but, but still, the sweetest and hottest hitchhiker of all time. <laughs> he, he doesn't even press charges either. He's like, no, the rules no! should be different for hot people, so I will not press charges. <laughs> well, hot code would not allow me to, to sue her or do any, any sort of prosecution against her. So. No, she's like resolved off screen right like mitch chases after her we'll, we'll yep. get we will get to the result well, yeah i mean that's this is this is the moment to talk about it she flees mitch chases after her and they she like slashes at mitch a couple times in a low in a beautiful a beautiful low frame rate sequence yeah yeah and and the only way to break someone's uh you know possession is to yell your name in their face over yes. and over again uh-huh. <laughs> mitch 
and, and then she's like, Mitch, I hurt you. And he's like, it's all right. And uh, then we cut to uh, possibly the best scene in the show. Chad, you want to describe uh, this yeah. part? Incredible moment. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, the part that I most remember is, yeah, the next day. In, <laughs> no, it's later. <laughs> it's it's an hour later, Chad. Yeah. Okay. Is this all one night, I yes. guess? I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. So it's always This one is one night. Baywatch night, my friend. No, this is a day. <laughs> Everything we've seen so far has happened during That's the right. day. It's been a lot of daytime. That's right. This is starting to become the kind of like, listen, if you read a lot of X-Men, comics you're like there's no way wolverine is on all of these teams at the same time there's no way he's in genosha and also in space he just can't be that's mitch this right here what's happening with mitch yeah it's, um, it's incredible <laughs> so in in the unnamed pi office uh they are ryan and mitch are talking about how uh donna has has gone to the hospital there are no, <laughs> no she didn't being... go to the hospital she's in the next room <laughs> is she in the next room he comes in and plops down on the couch and says She's stable. So and that sounded like she's in the next room, but maybe she's at the hospital. I assume there was a hospital because they said they replaced all of her blood. They were yeah. they were removing Kempler's yes, blood. The exact quote is they're currently removing any traces of Kempler's blood from her body as if they were able to transfuse out exact portions of blood. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, good news, guys. If you could do that, you could probably cure AIDS and plenty of other <laughs> horrible diseases that plague human existence. Again, this is what Batman is doing with the Joker blood in Arkham Knight. He is trying to remove the Joker blood. It is so funny. The fact that, like, they they have to remove the blood is funny, and they're not like, yeah, we're injecting her full of saint blood. Like, right. She's full of... <laughs> We have Mother Teresa giving her a blood transfusion. Uh-huh. They should have been out. Mitch's flies. Like, I gave her some of my blood. She's going to be okay. <laughs> they should. That would be great to have a show that's exactly like this, but the, the main character is secretly Christ, and like every <laughs> once in a while, like things are resolved by his blood or flesh. Uh-huh. Yeah. By feed- yeah, by feeding a bit of himself. He'd be yeah. like, you know what I could go for? A foot wash right about now. <laughs> that is such a good detective show, Dom. We need to sell this to Los Angeles. <laughs> Jesus Christ, private investigator. <laughs> so they find out there's a... Uh... Bip of the cold nights. How about that? No, all right. <laughs> they find out there's another Kemplerite out there ray reagan while we're learning about how donna is being healed dr block is on the phone finding out about the new killer and that we won't be seeing her again in this episode they make it very clear it's crazy that she's not in the rest of the show at all she got the rest of the day off she's wrapped she's been wrapped already we can't have wouldn't she have more of a stake in solving this murder and crime than anyone right like shouldn't this be donna's story she's been sedated she's out of the show right now she had a big she had a big day yeah (laughs) I gave her a juice box and she's going to yeah, sleep. She's, yeah, she's currently feeding on some salad and she'll be okay. Yeah. Uh, but we learn about Ray Reagan uh, or Ray Regan, I think. Yeah, Regan. Yeah, I think it's it's Regan. Regan. And uh, couldn't help but notice, uh, kind of sounds a little familiar to a certain actor and president. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Uh, we'll get more into that detail in a moment. Okay. I'll let you continue there, Kevin. There's some commentary yeah. happening here. There's a little bit. And uh, <laughs> uh, Mitch goes, I'm going. And Well, the funny part is he's like, Dr. Block, call the cops. And the doctor's like, there's no way they'll listen to me. I'll do this myself. And Mitch, is, <laughs> and Mitch tries to think about a way to like come back at that. And he's like, I'm coming with. And he just, and he just leaves with them. 
Because he knows the cops are useless. They're always coming to him. That's true. That's true. And 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 Angie Herman, for the sake of her, because the plot needed her to be, you could see her, her Ryan just kind of go like, well, I guess I'll guess I'll just stay here. And like she just kind of like you could feel her actor almost just like, well, fuck, well, fuck me then, I guess. Right. Yeah. We're trying to be a legitimate business here. I guess I will do paperwork while you run after serial (laughs) killer blood. (laughs) Gotta find that fish. Yeah. We go to Regan's house and we meet his lovely wife, and we get a low angle, a low Dutch angle of a cop car mm-hmm. uh, pulling up the street, uh, and we learn that Regan uh, is a cop that he's in that he's in SWAT. <laughs> Very important detail that he's in SWAT. Yeah, why was SWAT at the scene of the crime of, he, the, of the accident? Well, he was at the he was at the prison bus expo. They were probably uh, guarding the bus because you need a SWAT member because prisoners are always breaking out. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're always doing Con Air shit. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. So he was there. He was at the scene of the crime. They find that out towards the end of the scene. The cop car pulls up, runs the plates, gets the numbers associated with the plates, then calls the PI office to which Ryan answers the phone. Yeah. It, it, the, the the dispatcher does go, got a lot of numbers for this guy. Baywatch, the <laughs> PI Knights department. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, this guy is busy. It says here he's got a musical career, too. Boy, this guy's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so this kind of puts uh, like cop Kepler as like the the anti Mitch as mm-hmm. like his his shadow. <laughs> Mitch. Right. Shadow Mitch. Sure. Yeah. Uh, because he he does he does uh, private investigator stuff right back at him, right, and tracks him down, mm-hmm. and then he's like, he's got to have a sexy lady hanging out in his private investigation. Well, that was office. the funny part because she she answers the phone and he's getting details from her, uh, and yeah. I guess he just hears her voice and is like, this is the this is the kind of lady I'm after, and he, yeah, and he she says, says yoing, 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 when he hears her voice, uh-huh. and he hangs up. <laughs> she she says, can I help you? And he says, I think you can, and then hangs up. Then Mitch sees him drive off, and he finds out that Regan was a SWAT member, uh, mm. and he suddenly puts the pieces together. They're going for Ryan. Yeah. 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 You know, you're right. You know, Regan's wife is like, my husband did tell me about that accident in the prison bus, and he also just drank a bunch of blood off the ground. Yeah, he thought it was Kool-Aid. He was thirsty, and we were in a car accident. It's a common mistake to drink the Kool-Aid <laughs> off the side of the the highway when there's a car accident the cop goes and abducts her yeah he just yeah so he just grabs ryan uh and ryan kicks over a bunch of stuff in the office to let uh mitch know there was a struggle and mm-hmm. then they leave uh the doctor is like uh holy shit he's got ryan he knows instantly he knows as soon as he sees and the he room. starts to have a freak out <laughs> and he's like you didn't see what he did to my wife this is a great moment because it 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 is written as if it is a massive reveal, but it really is just the. He Mitch said, the t- "Like Mitch is like you never told me about that," and he actually fucking did. Like, <laughs> well, because the he, but so he told him that he, that the serial killer killed his wife. But what he yeah. the, the thing he didn't reveal was that he didn't just kill it, his wife as a part of his process. He killed him as a personal vendetta against Doctor Block for looking in and following his like chasing him for chasing him. Oh, okay. Again, and again, he's not. A fucking cop. He's a medical right. examiner. I don't know what. I don't know why this <laughs> was such a major moment. But the, the the bit of plot detail that this provides is to imply that the reason Regan has grabbed Ryan is because he somehow knows that Mitch is chasing him, and he's made it personal now. Yeah. 
<laughs> so Mitch pokes the redialer on his phone and gets the police like dispatch. Yeah, yeah, he gets the dispatch and he's like, "Up oh, now, I get it. I know it's Regan." Yep, and somehow he knows that they went to the movie theater. It's incredible. Oh, I, loved, I loved this scene. I, I, yeah, the same way. Uh, you know, to to top the, I heard a plane. I know where they are. Yeah, it is. They're like, well, you know, Kepler took. We'll always take his victim somewhere, you know, abandoned. Quick, let's list all the abandoned places in Los Angeles. <laughs> He's like, church. A church is on a non-Sunday. Uh, yeah. Library is closed at night. Uh, that one cinema in Culver, and and Mitch is like, that's it. It's at the cinema, and they go. To the that's the closest one, I guess. So yeah, sure enough, this guy fucking loves movies. I mean, I, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to parse. <laughs> Was it Kempler that loved movies or was it R. Regan? We never figure it out. We never figure out if this cop just really loved movies or if Kempler really likes movies. We have a hard time because in the ride to the theater, uh, Regan is talking to uh, Ryan and she's like, who are you? You could fight against this. And he goes, no, I like this. He's already merged both mentalities together. So we can. it's truly a, a, a melange of the two men. In true cop fashion. We basically have a double serial killer in this body. We do. We have- I I do, probably unintentionally, I do like the commentary that, oh, a cop is much more able to get into the idea of just killing people indiscriminately. I yeah. do yes. like, mm-hmm. that's that's how I interpreted that. Oh, then yeah. there's some good cop lines that are coming up, uh, <laughs> which we'll get to. <laughs> and there's some really, like, mid-movie taste opinions happening. Well, I love, he gives a little movie history. Uh, Dom, I'm sure you appreciated this, because I know you love the, <laughs> the, the 70s of movies, but he starts talking about Bonnie and Clyde and who... Uh, who Who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? Who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? Well, those are two that he names. Those are two that he names as like this. The story started to change, you know, like he's, he he names a bunch of classics like Gone with the Wind, West Side Stories, like loved that one, you know, like mm-hmm. he, he's literally making this woman go on a date with him. <laughs> right, right. He, he's, he is mansplaining the, ch- the sea change in Hollywood when we went from, the, from co- pre-code Hollywood to post-code. He's like, we don't make good movies anymore. We... <laughs> He gets on the stage and he starts diatribing in the moonlight. Uh, he's doing his best thespian thing. I love that he turns to Ryan and says, the smell of the popcorn. I love the popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> and he's taken around. He's like, lovers sit in the in the upper booths, in the balcony booths. And he takes her up there and does more creepy shit. And uh, he there, and he's waiting for Mitch to arrive because he knows Mitch is coming. Really, the Joker to Mitch is back. He is, this is a really big Joker. It's very big Joker energy. He's Jokerified. I mean, Mitch comes in and he sets a trip wire, and the wire sets off a flashbang. Incredible! I love how slow the trip wire activates the flashbang. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you watch, there's a shot going up the wall of the electric, yeah. the electricity moving at like a snail's pace. <laughs> you can hear the hiss of the electricity like moving through the wires. It's well, come on, guys, shit. the theater's abandoned. Okay, they don't yeah. have that much electricity in there. They got slow it's, electricity. It's also not until the second or third trip wire that that Mitch doubles into that angie i yes i know there's a knife to her throat but she has the freedom to speak finally yells mitch the whole place is booby trapped <laughs> yeah and so he gets hit with the flashbang he's blinded then he gets hit with the con- a concussion <laughs> grenade which is the best because he flies off yeah. of the stage action it is uh and he can't hear and like the the cop kepler blood blood cop kepler is like uh he may be blinded permanently or or deafened permanently i have fucked him up aren't cop toys just the best <laughs> i've taken his sight from him now i've taken his or yes concussion grenade was second right. so i guess his 
hearing. This is when the episode becomes truly incredible and art. Yeah, what I was like, what the fuck is uh, Mitch going to do? He's bested here. But then Mitch remembers his training. <laughs> Night dives. Yeah, and we see an overlay. Like, he, he, he gives yeah. himself, like, that's in true David Hasselhoff fashion. Only David Hasselhoff can coach him out of this situation. <laughs> and he's like, get it together, Mitch. Focus, you know. I actually thought this would have been an incredible scene if there wasn't the voiceover it. Uh, over it if it was just like the overlay of him doing a night dive yeah and like they let us do the mental work on if, it like, like the it sound could... design like came up to just like totally night dive noises yeah, yeah. Get a bu- got a couple bubbles and stuff uh, yeah. yeah but it is still really funny and really hilarious because he's like coaching himself through the night you can't see you can barely hear and he's like yeah he's like follow the noises mitch and she's screaming because Ryan is screaming because uh, the the uh, cop Regan is now uh, he's feeling a little uh, his hubris is is kicked in and he thinks he's got him and he's yeah. let, he's letting her scream things to him and he follows the sound uh, and then he, and then pr- it's pretty quick and pretty abrupt he just beats <laughs> Regan's ass yeah there's no, yeah there's no like other like there's no step two to that follow your training his training is uh ryan duck and then he like hits the the cop with a two by four does he even does he even i didn't even hear him say duck it just seemed like regan just like goes around a blind corner and hasseloff just screams and runs at him and tackles him yeah he he gives him a good scream yeah that's right absolute shit out of the cop and he's punching him so hard. And, and Ryan's like, like Mitch, stop, stop, like stop punching him. Don't kill him. And and I'm like, oh my god, because if he gets blood on him, he will. He will <gasps> I didn't think about oh, that. Oh, that would have been the, so good. The Kepler blood, but they didn't go into that. They didn't. No, they didn't really they touch didn't. on that. It was just but like, it, don't kill yeah. him for more. It's bad to kill a person. <laughs> it's 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 bad to kill him because he's not actually Kepler. You know, like mm-hmm. he's just possessed, right? Yeah. But you know, Mitch replies. He deserves to die. <laughs> <laughs> the hits are so heavy on this. Like this is kind of a he, brutal scene. He beats those were real, the shit those out were real of punches. Him. Those were real punches. Again, there was no safety coordinator. <laughs> Hasselhoff threw a real. That actor like died this. from pummeling. <laughs> <laughs> we not as important, but I think it's also worth noting that as Mitch walked around through this background of this abandoned theater, I guess uh, there's just like. Has Kempler cop already been there for weeks? Because it's just like filled with satanic imagery right. and like like Halloween knives with blood. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, like, he's already doing killings. People. Yeah, he's already stealing. He's already fi- finding people and killing people. So that's implied that there's already multiple serial killers out there working right now. Yeah, we well we learned there's a there's a four month in- incubation period, right? right? Like the the crash happened four months ago, right? Give or take. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit of that movie uh, Cure. That yeah. Japanese movie. Yeah, I love that movie. It's like, uh, yeah, that movie's excellent if you haven't seen it. It really is. It's incredible. Do we have any more on being the shit out of uh, out of cop Kemper? Uh, that's it. Yeah, and then and then they're back at the uh, they're back at the PI office, and uh, you know, Mitch is relaxing. There's a fish over his shoulder. You know, There's they a brought fake, the fish. A fake back. fish not moving in the fish tank. And they get the a hilarious letter from Regan's wife where she says thank you for beating up my husband (laughs) (laughs) well it's like it's like david hasselhoff is so charming they're like thanks for beating the shit out of my husband you hot man (laughs) this show i was saying this to dom the other night when we watched an episode this show if you've seen um once upon a time in hollywood there's a scene where they explain (laughs) uh star power and how things that happen in shows and movies aren't just plot devices but they're actually devices to increase or diminish people's star power which is a real thing 
That's real, yeah. It's very real. As Chad knows, Vin Diesel has it in his contract that he cannot lose a fight on camera. I was going to exactly. say, I was going to bring that yeah. up because he's insecure about the size of his star power, I guess. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> It's David Hasselhoff is being put over so hard in these, especially the episode that Dom and I watched, where the cop. Flo- I was like, I was like, Dom, do you realize that this implies that this man who is outside the law is more powerful than the police? Is just like such a hilarious put over. And in this episode, it's also the yeah. same thing, Dom. It's exactly what you said. This wife is thanking him for beating her husband's ass back in the sense. <laughs> Thank you for beating the serial killer out of my husband. It is, it is truly a peek into the real guy that is David Hasselhoff. Yes. I mean, he's the uh-huh. executive producer. Right. Well, right. they did subject David Hasselhoff to both a flashbang and a concussion grenade. Those were not faked. Those were real Those were real. Effects. <laughs> Those were real. <laughs> he did his own stunts. And he did recover within 15 minutes. So. <laughs> yeah. I just, not to go back to that, I just would have loved the way, the way that uh, Cop Kepler was really like, I took his blood, I took his sight, I took his hearing. I suppose he just like had grenades to take his other senses, and now he can't taste anything. Pepper bomb. <laughs> <laughs> he should have taken all five senses from him. That would have been yeah, incredible. Yeah, yeah, last one. He's just a brain in a jar. <laughs> <laughs> but again, no, no consequences. It sounds like Kemp- Cop Kepler... Probably going through the same magic transfusion yep. Yep. process. <laughs> of course. Not not responsible for any of these murders, even though I, I mean, I don't I don't know if you guys want to debate the legality of this. Even if a court was going to recognize possession, I think there's still some <laughs> level of like manslaughter charges for Kempler here. He said he likes it. I don't know, Chad. Possession is nine tenths of the law. Damn. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You can't down. argue with facts. There's one last detail that this episode gives us that I think is hilarious, and I think it's kind of thrown away. They uh, they receive a call uh, from the precinct, and when she gets off the phone, when Ryan gets off the phone, uh, uh, Mitch is like, is there another one out there? And she says, yes, a 14-year-old boy was in the accident. <laughs> a 14-year-old girl. <laughs> or it was a girl. A 14-year-old yeah. girl was at the... Which, and then Mitch is like, let's do it. And it just implies that they're going to beat the shit out of, out of a 14-year-old <laughs> at the end of this episode. He's not even gung-ho, though. He's kind of just like, oh, all right, this again. Womp womp. Like, it would be great to see him enter like a clubhouse or like a treehouse, <laughs> like <laughs> looking for her, getting uh-huh. trapped. It's getting hitting like little kid traps. Yeah, like Home Alone traps at him. <laughs> just yeah, yeah. Just oh, I thought you were gonna say like showing up the playground and just like shooting star a fourteen year old girl, just like taking her down off the top. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's an incredible ending for for an incredible episode of television. And then we get the credits, uh, which Dom and I were commenting on the other night, which is just a mirror effect of a saxophone guy. Yeah, you can put this. I mean, this is music. A, a lot of people are doing this now, but yeah. guys are putting on what they call jack off music. It's just like room music for when they're masturbating. And this is some this is some peak jack off track. Uh, yeah, I believe this is what uh, the kids nowadays are calling jambiance, which is jack off ambiance. J O beance. J O I think this is what a hundred gex sounds like. <laughs> Chad, only you would know. <laughs> Super into hundred gex now. <laughs> what an incredible episode of television! What a time! What a time to be alive! What they don't make TV like this anymore. No, and that's that is actually a tragedy. I think this is the this is the television that would come on on a hot summer day, mm-hmm. and you're like, damn, all I can do is sit inside and be, be in the AC and watch TV. And this is what they're playing. 
Mm-hmm. And you're yeah. like, I, what the hell is even on TV right now? You can you can feel a layer of cocaine over this entire yeah production. a cocaine scene for sure a dust yeah. a dusting a dusting. <laughs> <laughs> That is something different about this and the works of R.L. Stein is you don't really get the cocaine very much in R.L. Stein's work. No, he doesn't. He does hold that back from the children. Thanks. But you you can tell that he's hopping on topic to topic, you know, like, yeah, he's just he's pivoting. He's just and he's just rolling with it. And he's just like, well, that's just the way it is. Next page. Yeah, He's free associating and, and every free association that he has is brilliant. It's got a Goosebumps ramble. It does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It felt very Goosebumps. Honestly, that final tag of, oh, there was one more kid we forgot to check, the 14-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. That feels like a Goosebumps book ending. Oh, my God. You're right. For yeah. sure. And just like the Goosebumps TV show, it's got a killer theme. He's right. It, it's truly neglected. A neglected theme that needs to be made more uh, more well-known. I hope that this. I hope we can help to raise its profile a little bit today. Was this the first show to add the Knights uh, like subtitle mm. to itself? I don't know. Yeah, I wonder if this was the start of that kind of meme that you hear for yeah. decades later. Yeah. I wonder. I don't know. It's impossible for us to find out. Well, never. There's no way to know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Dom, is there, obviously, you know, uh, you're our resident Baywatch Knights expert. Like, is there, and I want to ask you like another five hours of questions, but your time is valuable. I was going to ask, like, is there a... Is there ever a major arc? Obviously, this cop was almost Mitch's Joker. Is there ever like a recurring antagonist or like a haunted skull that keeps taunting mm-hmm. Mitch? A cigarette smoking man. There is an episode about somebody whose family drowned. And so they're getting <gasps> back at Mitch by like committing Amazing. some kind of crime or murder or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. So there Amazing. is like a character from, you know, a dark character from my past kind of episode there is one episode i haven't watched it yet but it's like they mitch and somebody else get transported to future earth where it's just barren (laughs) (laughs) and i really need to see that episode because how does his lifeguard training get him out of that one yeah there's no water. He's, he's completely There's no water. <laughs> oh my god! It's like when you put Spider-Man on a flat yeah. middle Midwest plains. He has nothing to swing from. Yeah, he, can, he, ha- he doesn't know how to walk anymore. He just like falls over. <laughs> it's all beach. It's just beach. His mouth just starts going up and down like a fish without without water to to breathe. He starts breast stroking through the sand. <laughs> do they do? Do they do like a sea monster or like a merman episode or something like that? I think they. I think there is a water monster episode. All right, sick. We're we are certainly going to watch more of this, Dom. I I want to thank you for bringing this to to the show. It's it was truly hilarious, and I hope that we can do more of these. Yeah, hey, I'll come back for the nights. Uh, it's it, it, when I saw this, I I I watched this episode that we watched today as uh, the first one, and it blew me away. I couldn't help but think of my friend Chad and how much <laughs> he would appreciate how just fast and loose this show is with yeah. its pocket. Con- like you know pocket explanations and then going yep. yes okay it's it feels like it's improvised <laughs> Dom, while i was watching this honestly even though i watched it in the in early saturday morning i was transported in my mind to your place having just picked up some in and out and smoked <laughs> smoked a little J and now watching this with you that's how i felt it's exactly our speed my friend so that's why mm-hmm, i had to bring mm-hmm. bring i had to bring this to the table see if you guys were interested i'm happy you were it was great. Um, yeah, I think that's been a bump, right? 
Yeah, we bumped it. We bumped. uh, Dom, I mean, uh, it's been great having you back again. Please, yeah, please join us again as soon as as soon as you want for more more nights. Uh, Do you have anything we should listeners should be like checking out new stuff? I mean, I've been saying like you've been you've been pumping out some great music. Like, where should people go to to listen to that? Oh, thanks. Yeah, I don't produce any of my own music. Uh, maybe one day, but uh, I got really into DJing the past few years, and it's been a lot of fun. My SoundCloud is a uh, DJ Silkworm. Silkworm with a Y, the Legless Lizard style. Oh my God! And I, um, I love that name. Thank you. I, I appreciate that you like it, Jed. And uh, I started a, a little show, a little radio show. I love radio. You know, most music, dance music that you listen to, it's like an hour long mix of just great tracks. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I like to get on the microphone a little bit and talk. Uh, I've got the voice for it. So I appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, you know, I appreciate getting introduced to tracks sometimes. So I'm doing a little show on there called uh, Club Jelly. And it's uh, um, it's just, uh, you know, it's uh, some loose mixing and then uh, get into uh, some some tighter mixing and, you know, just have fun. Hopefully you can turn people on to some fun music. Nice, man beautiful that's awesome thanks yeah it's a fun project i do uh, and then of course i'm always doing paperback paradise and uh associated uh associated merch <laughs> for it mm-hmm. i just came out with a new bumper sticker that people really loved and facebook absolutely <laughs> hated <laughs> oh really yeah it's a bumper sticker that says reading books homosexualized my son <laughs> and uh, at first, you know, Facebook was like, great, because it was just like my audience that saw it. And then it yeah. appeared on other people's timelines. And they were like, you queers are sick. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, like I, I made the bumper sticker to be stupid so that when you look at it, you're like, wait, are you mad or are you happy that it happened? Like, it's ambiguous. <laughs> it's uh-huh. a mirror to society. You know, yes, they look at it right. and they see what's true about that. Yep. I mean, it really came out on Facebook. I felt mm. really bad for Facebook people because <laughs> they really do seem like prisoners. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't help them, Dom. Don't put that on you. I can't. You're right. And uh, I feel bad <laughs> for them. But like, yeah, some of the comments were downright hateful. And then um, against queer folks uh, like myself. And uh, another portion of the comments were just, you know, people who, uh, you know, are allies, as they may, as you may call them. Uh, mm-hmm. But they mistook it completely. And they were like, no, your son was born gay. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like... Uh- uh, yes, <laughs> my, my son also doesn't exist. In this. <laughs> That's the other part of it. Uh, it was like uh, that. That was a big. My big takeaway is like, who are you people talking to? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> themselves. Themselves. I mean, it truly is. It made me think a lot about the ways in which we are prisoners of the of these of these places prisoners of the algorithm yes it, it, it makes me think about how we feel compelled to speak just because we're allowed to when we could just say nothing <laughs> yes. You know? yes if we find yes. something funny we could be like that's really funny but like if we we're like oh this angers me better better make my <laughs> beliefs known instantly <laughs> yes I, I, it better better lay out my entire philosophy about life you know <laughs> yep a chance for me to shine <laughs> well that's the best is whenever i post something and then somebody posts like some other photoshop they found online some other meme 
It's like, mm. are you trying to speak to me? I, I don't. I'm not sure <laughs> what this is about. I don't want to see this. <laughs> <laughs> Someone was talking, and I want to talk now too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're telling jokes. Here's my joke. It's not mine. I found it, but here it is. <laughs> <laughs> Dom, can I request uh, upcoming Paperback Paradise merchandise? Go ahead. Could you make a chaos pen? Oh, my God. (laughs) There needs to be a chaos pen. Paul and I have been at the forge hammering the chaos (laughs) pen. Going to Joanne Fabrics, buying all the sculpty clay. I'm I'm in there day and night sculpting legless lizards. I know I've been I've showed up today dripping with chaos sweat. I could I could I, I could barely stand while we did. It's this. purple, by the way. It's the purple. Yes, yeah, purple. purple. <laughs> but yes, we'll get you your chaos pen, Chad. Yeah, Chad, we'll get you that. I mean, sixty nine thousand dollars is way too much money, so I'll get you one. Yeah, I'm assuming I get a little friend discount on that sixty nine thousand. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. That, I think that's I think that's been a buds. Uh, also, please yeah, please check out Dom stuff. Uh, also, if you want to support this show, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/GooseBuds. Get access to Camp GooseBuds, our bonus episodes, our Discord. Uh, weigh in on our Patreon and affect the course of the show. We just wrapped up Goosebumps 2000. Are figuring out what books to cover next. Uh, honestly, I wish we could just watch Baywatch Nights for. For the rest We're of time. doing more. Uh, it's happening. We're doing. Chad, more. you should yeah. write an episode of Baywatch Nights. <laughs> I would fucking love. I, I would. Oh, oh, so much interesting stuff. Because in the great thing is, it's like first idea. That's the one you that's go the with. Best idea. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, Chad. That sounds like it could take up to forty-five minutes to write that thing. So. <laughs> it could be forty-six or forty-seven, my friend. Don't don't get into this. It's crazy. This is a forty-four minute show. This is uh, this is such a twenty-two minute show. Um, <laughs> Uh, Kevin, uh, you just dropped a, a new game, and I'm sure you have other stuff you want to share. Yeah, hi, uh, I'm Kevin. I made I made a video game again. Um, I made a game called Gigmaster, where you are filling in for a Mega Man style mini boss uh, on his day off, and That's a great idea. Uh, wow. you can you can play it for free on uh, SuperTry.itch.io. Um, I uh, yeah, I've I made uh, I made another game uh, earlier this year called Wizard Laws. That's been getting a little bit more attention to where you play a wizard who has to navigate around uh, various uh, strange laws in a puzzle platformer type scenario. Uh, all these games are available on my uh, itch page. So if you want if you want to go and play some video games, please, please do. You and need you to do- say that itch page again because it came out as one word. Supertry.itch.io. Is there the we go. To go. Or you can go to supertrystudios.com. That is also the same thing. And if uh, if you play my games and you really really like them and you're you're familiar with me and we've been hanging out for a while, uh, feel free to go to givekevinmoney.com and send me a dollar and uh, ensure that I can make more weird art about Mega Man and maybe other things too. Beautiful. You should make a Baywatch Nights game. I'm gonna say we're all thinking it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make make Hasselhoff like get mad and send you a cease and desist, Kevin. There has to have been a Baywatch game. Like multiple Baywatch. I think Continue played a Baywatch game. I don't think we did. I don't know. But Baywatch Nights, they don't have a game. That's true. It needs a it game. Was, it was in development, but something terrible happened to the studio. <laughs> 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 they were involved in a six car pileup. <laughs> like, like a Baywatch, like, I don't know. Like, like some kind of like NES like shooter or something like that. Like something weird. <laughs> Why are they shooting in Baywatch? <laughs> <laughs> they got the, the, the net gun, Dom. 
the oh, dolphins yeah, of are course. coming at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah they have guns it. now. Maybe they're shooting oxygen bubbles to, yes. to lifeless bodies. <laughs> <laughs> live, goddammit, live. Just shoot more bubbles out of them. I had never seen an episode of Baywatch before, this episode of Baywatch. So I just assumed they had guns in Baywatch <laughs> Nights. But, and this was a gunless the co- episode. The cops respect episode. Mitch as if he had a gun. Yeah. Yeah, the cops didn't didn't super. He didn't. He he just used knives. Then that whole thing. He's a knife guy. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Paul, you got anything to promote? Nah, same old shit. I'll be watching more Baywatch nights. Nice. This dude loves Baywatch nights. Watch well. Uh, Dom, thank you again for joining us. It's good talking to you again, brother. Yeah, it was great to be on. Thank you for having me. And uh, I, I just tempted to talk a little bit about egg mode, which is something Paul and I understood. <laughs> uh, yeah, egg mode uh, and getting hole everywhere. Yeah, one thing that uh, you can do for your girlfriend, th- this is something that boyfriends are doing for their girlfriends when their girlfriend leaves for work. Yes, this is something I would like for people to check out. This is what I was Yeah, okay. I mean, just think about maybe doing it. Paul and I understood this in the way that like, we just have a high level of consciousness. And so like, yeah. it, this, this was in the air and we understood it while watching an episode of Baywatch Nights and it's it's a thing that boyfriends are doing for their girlfriends where when their girlfriend goes to work they take off all their clothes and then they ball up into like an egg shape uh, and then they roll around uh, the apartment and get hold huh. on everything <laughs> and, you, and you say I'm doing egg mode and you roll around Not not all girlfriends like it though no, you should you should you should talk to your girlfriend before you do it. But if you do know that your girlfriend likes to have hole all over the place, uh, <laughs> which you probably you should know, you should learn that about your girlfriend. Yeah, you should talk about that early on because girlfriends are going to come home and they're going to go. Someone was going egg mode in here. <laughs> There's hole all over the place in here. There is hole all over everything. <laughs> anyway, uh, they love it. But boyfriends are doing it, and if you're a good boyfriend, you'll do it. Yeah, talk talk to your partner, <laughs> to your partner about and find out about uh, if they like hole. I gotta get a partner just so I can go egg mode. I can't. Yeah, go hey, egg you're mode not the only me. one, my friend, trying to go egg <laughs> mode. Hey, you can pra- you can practice egg mode anytime you want, though. That's absolutely true. Won't be the same. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go egg mode real quick. So I'll see you guys later. <laughs> I'll be watching on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go find a partner to egg myself for. <laughs> I'm going to roll around and call it Sonic Mode instead. I love you all. I'll talk to you next time. Eggmodesingles.net. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye guys. Bye guys, love you. Bye guys, bye. love you. Bye. This episode of Goosebuds was brought to you by our Patreon supporters. We'd like to thank everyone listed in the Book of Names. Book of Names. Starting with Stefan Jive Turkey Kuwabara. Hollis Hornbeak. Low Belly Hate Me. Cameron Murphy Audio. Michael McDowell. Hey, Josh Rob. <laughs> Mickey C. Nathan Dolezal. Mike Lanteri. Buddy Morrell. Alecade. Mel Dipson. Oh, I'm at the gates of heaven in the first face I see. Afshin. <laughs> <laughs> and the second, Brian Wells. <laughs> Wait, are we all dead? Dango Twist. <laughs>
Zentacles pours their cup onto the ice church floor. Yes, melt the floor. No, it adds to the ice. But what temperature was the water? <laughs> Stealth Bates. Robert Moon. Jason Crooker. Clay Castle. Miguel Pardo. John Keedy. Calf. Justice for Paranoia Shop content. I think it's still available online. <laughs> If it's not, ask the Juggalobalists. <laughs> or Gregory D. Warren. Or Alan Saylor. Maybe ask Cody Redfield. Bradford Coulter doesn't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Unrelated, Aiden pledges their hammer to Dwarf Daddy Kevin. Yay, thank you, Dwarven child. <laughs> jaw, jaw, slinks. Chosen One pledges his cadre of musketeers to House Kevin. Wow. Thank you, musketeer children. <laughs> Levithan believes that House Ke Kevin grows too strong. Wow. Up in Champ believes in checks and balances as well. <laughs> that was mine! Jonas Eggman! All right, now Kevin goes. Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Mulberry. The John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation. Elusive Koala. Yanni Markovina. Brooke X. Jesus Christ. Christian Vanskiver. Drew Applegate. Jeremy Lowe. Brian Hobgood. Zach Connor. Patreon underscore donator, comma, yo. Joe, spooky digital ghost, Tierney. Tom Whittem. Andrew Jadzak says, hey, relax and have a good time this summer. Thanks, Andrew. Maybe it wasn't meant to be passive aggressive. <laughs> the ellipses made them seem actually more intimidating, I'll be honest. I think the this summer really sold it for me. Yeah. Because I don't have to relax right now. It can be any time this summer. Hey, relax. Hey, right? relax. This summer. Don't put it off all summer, though. Relax a little bit. Get it started. Get it started with Lord Carden Wallace relaxing. Hey, take it, take it sleazy. Carson Birkenbeam. Put on that smooth jams off the new Murphy P. <laughs> take a flight to Fancy Town with Alicia Grafe. Tevin Ticklebean <laughs> brings death to tyrants. Sean Minogue. Rushy Glenn. Wiggle it. Luke LaFontaine. Chip Handsome. Matt McClellan. John Barber. Sarah Camp. Tanya Turtle. Jonas Blotterman. Juan Jalapeno. Keith Halcrow. Timothy Misodoulakis. Clay McCarty. Parker Lee. Ham underscore boat. Hey, it's Paul Grasso. Ah. Hey, man. Raymond Hernandez. Flemily. The Crow Fence, but prideful. <laughs> Matthew Aww. Sutton. Happy Pride. Pride's all year. <laughs> Joe, regular name Scott. Alex Moon, the robotic dog. Jeffrey Owen Cahey. Kelsey Kinnaman. Russell Casberg. Javier Jimenez. Chris Putrakis. Scotty Pippen. Luke Knoodles. Dungeon Kappa. Hugh Bolin. Zambambino. Ooh, Ice Acolyte Hamster. Welcome to the fold. Praise the ice. <laughs> Grow it. Zach Weir. Limp Duck. Tobias Clark. Tobias Clark. Beat Virginia. Nathan Remick. Need more kimchi. Estimena, Lord of Paul's Pets. Reed Steubendiek. Lee Wood. Chris Hardpenis. <laughs> Hardpenis and Sleep Clothes Nelson. Cool name. <laughs> Fucking got me. <laughs> the gentle degradation of pajama boners to hard penis. It is just a hard penis, but no, you don't really call it hard penis ever. <laughs> it's, it's way more threatening if it's a hard penis. Joey Evans. Streak. Carewise Gamgee. Kieran McNamara. Diet soda. So I, still thinking about hard penis. Spike Yellowsquire <laughs> has the moves. If you want them back, come to the old factory on Main Street with $10,000 cash, no cops. Cameron Hansen. 
Jackie Ledoux. Coleman Laguza. Lamb! A pair of Scots? <laughs> Generally depressing. The Deadly Bulb. Levi Kidder. David Gray. Ben Bohan. Matt, the half-court warlock bachelor. We ball. We ball. Bryce Diori. Matthew Brattato. Carb Sun. I am Cornholio. I need TP for my bunghole. <laughs> Anthony pledges their social anxiety to the people at the beginning of the Book of Names who don't participate <laughs> in the show. Anthony, those are our rocks. We need them to set the tone. That's really good. The swirling meta commentary in the Book of Names. It's like Undertale. No, this is exactly like Undertale. Precisely like Undertale. <laughs> I actually went to say Homestuck, but you know what? It's like Undertale. What's happening? Waiting for Chad to say bony. Oh, sorry. I was just thinking about Undertale. Bony! Some of Chad's bird friends. We pledge our talons and sharpened beaks to Chad. Nicholas Maloney. Jonas Edivolson. Calamity Carl. Gerb Juice. Burger's Wonderful World. Nick Johnson. Eric Horwitz. Tiffany Lee. Dr. Eggdrop Soupman. Thomas Jancis. Lucretia McEvil. Mutant astronaut in a robot voice. <laughs> Henry Torbert also in robot voice. <laughs> Ryan Carroll, the last human to fight the robots. <laughs> Jeremy Bowser, the one who rises after the robots. Bodeguard Epsilon Hamilton, a.k.a. Hambone, host of Radio Bonaire. Adam Knapp. Ninja Breadman. Megan McCormick Mason. Peanut Burke Level 69. Logan Derby. Brad Schmelzer. Chick. Helodicus Frenchelin. Aaron Lord. <laughs> Dr. Chocula pledges every claw and fang under his command to Paul. Callum, Mr. Misfire West. Mandy Nasty. And I'm noticing you guys don't thank your pledges anymore. Just saying. Damn. Skullatoran, the greatest pledge. Ple- pledge to me now. I'll thank you, I promise. Robot Arena, thank you. Yoplin. Philip Reynolds, I pre-thank. Nate Benji, good job on the fan art this month. You did great. Yeah, it was great. Oh, yeah, it was cool. SSJ Trogdor. Yes, follow your heart. Uh, Mr. Unimportant pledges this cool rock he found to whoever last trimmed their beard. I just did in the shower. Oh, oh. I did it. I did it last week. Suckers. I never do. <laughs> Ryan R. Davis. Scott Wable. Rocco. Josh Howell. Oh, Josh Howell no longer pledges his <gasps> zealotry as it has been mocked. No zealotry for anyone, which I would argue is kind of a zealous response. I think we're all getting the zealotry right now. I, I pledge my blade to Josh for having standards. Damn. The absence, a vow of complete non-zealotry is kind of zealotry. He can't help himself. Evan Bowen. Mike Spaghetti Jones. Greg Musto. Chris. Sean Aston masters the Gundam Death Scythe Hell Amber by a 3.11 AMV. Fuck yeah. Hi, first time, long time. Allie Rose. Sprinkle Buns. Hilda B. Soggy Newspapers. Chris Kulik. Dakota Kemp. John W. Liam Rogers. Saturn Video. Ollie Sutz. Kate the Great. Mike Art. Kiwi of Lurve. Serial Killer X. Wade Norcross. Cassandra Harris. Gulliver. Kit Bush. Benjamin Luther. Cyrus Sin. That last name was my favorite. Soap. Big Nick Lane. Kira and Brian are big fans. Thank you. Dennis Wright. I don't want to go over Kevin's uh, pronunciation of exclamation point that we just had, but we need to hear that again. If Kevin, would you play that again, please? <laughs> Future Kevin. 
Thank you. <laughs> Joe for the moon. The office of the Goblin Grader. Cameron Ganzevelt. Blake, bad time having cabin. Dan Antonio! <laughs> were the O's added recently or were they always there? They've been rocking for a while. I think th- I thought they were new. Who knows? Filthy Phil Philanthropist. Matt Septor. Greg Gervasi, a.k.a. Vita Zen. Pre and post thank to Greg. Paul's wing does its thing to Sonic's last golden ring tonight at 11. Da-dum. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Rodriguez. B. Farah. <laughs> CM. Jeff Webb is still a big baby, but we both sincerely appreciate your well wishes. It's been years. <laughs> Jeff Webb is still a pig. We need an update. Uh, alpaca acquaintance, DDS. I don't know what that stands for, <laughs> but congratulations. <laughs> Double doctorate scientist. It's dentist, I think. Jess, Jesse. Turaku, the thing that goes doink in the anime. Chris Curta. Cole Gleason. Tanya Hyde. Jesse Boggs. Michael Beloy. Spencer Y. Kyle O'Neill. James Stavrinos. Bjarnder. Robert is Holden. Goon Cahoots. Chris, the official Goosebuds chronicler and ledger man buyers. Adam Brundle. Greb Comics. Great comics. Good comics. I love them. Anthony Stoker. Don't want to uh, underplay. I said good after chat said great. That does not mean I think they're lesser than great. I think they're great. <laughs> they're, great co- they're, they're great comics. They are. Don't neg the comics, Paul. I didn't mean to. It was an accidental neg. Don't rat talk the comics. Get me out of here, dog lips Kajoyan. Brody underscore Danza. Max to the max. Wunderskin. Girthworm Jim. Babette's Feast 2, The Last Supper. Cool. I'd watch it. <laughs> cool, me too. Yeah. Paul sent you my buddy doll. Wouldn't watch it. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, you keep your eyes on it the entire time. Oh, well, I mean, you're right. I would always watch it. Hurt, a.k.a. Cyberbully. <gasps> Talene Jones. Logan Kilgus. Boss Ferratu. Starship Dash 9. Brandon Nichols. Angelo Edward Longton Santone. Smellities. Bacon the Awkwardly Unseen. Funny. Proper Spaceman. Caleb Snyder, Grandmaster of Spells and Enchantments, pledges his wizard stave, an ancient tome to <laughs> Paul. Oh shit, he's got stave. Stave. Oh fuck, he's got a long piece of wood. Lumo Nuva. Brian Udaf. 3 a.m. sleep. A tall glass of dumb bitch juice. Uh. <laughs> Bobby of the Eastwood, unlockener of worlds. Officially unofficial, ducks in public. JW. I don't know about this one. It's fine. <laughs> okay, okay. It's fine. All right. All right. R.I.P. Chad, R.I.P. Aaron, R.I.P. Air, Paranoia Shop, The Howling Eye has been slinked. You know, we have a podcast. <laughs> You're listening to a podcast. <laughs> You're listening to it. <laughs> Seems to be focusing a lot on podcasts that don't exist anymore. <laughs> I think it's online somewhere. Nowhere, Lucas. Brian Storrow. LOD. CL Reagan. <laughs> and now, welcoming to the Book of Names, where you will be immortalized forever and your pledges will all go to me because I said so now. Psychosis. Hello. Hi. <laughs> And hello to the Book of Names, Kyle Welch. Love your juice. Welcome, Sterner Stock. <laughs> Clint Deer King, pledge your dears to me. Agents Miskatonic. Ooh, you got some secrets there. Welcome. And welcome to Justin. Hello and well met, Brian Seeker. Hello, and also you last in the Book of Names new entry, JK. I hope you're not joking about your love for Goosebuds. You better not just be kidding. 
Well, boys, we survived another encounter with a hard penis. <laughs> <laughs> the maelstrom of names has ended. Thank you all very much. We love you. Goodbye. Bye. Okay, bye. bye.